England. Then we're going to back to Nigeria in January for an international conference. And then uh, where we're going, India, and then we're going to Vietnam this year. And we have a leaders and a ministers conference in Vietnam. So, but, and Australia, New Zealand, all those places. Praise the Lord. But we are happy to be in Lake Charles. Smartest people in the world in Lake Charles. I see some of y'all going, yeah, right. All right. And so I asked Trina um, to teach this morning on her book on God's healing word. And it's just tremendous teaching on how to take the word of God like medicine. And uh, when I asked Trina to marry me, I had to go to her house in Colorado. I, I, was, uh, I weighed 170 pounds, and I had platform shoes, bell-bottom blue jeans, and an Afro hairdo straight right out of college. And so I asked her dad. Now, her mom didn't like me, but that has changed over the years, we trust. But her dad... Her dad sat me down and asked me, you know, what I was going to do, where I was going to go. And, and I told him, I said, well, I'm, gonna, I'm called to uh, preach the gospel. So I'm going to do that all over the world. And um, um, Trina, her dad said, well, if you're going to marry Trina, he said, I want to warn you. He said, she has been sick all of her life. Well, I found out the story of uh, how that she had very, very high fever when she was young and had damaged her hearing. I found out that she had had asthma all of her life. She had to take all kinds of shots and stuff and pills for asthma. And um, so I told him, I said, well, uh, let's check her teeth before we get married. So I said, open your mouth, baby. So, <laughs> so um, uh, he said, so she's been sick. I'm going to warn you. And so when I first started dating her, um, you know, I said, uh, why don't we go out and get some orange juice or something? I said, you know, <laughs> that's about 38 years ago. Anyway, um, <clears throat> he said, you've been sick. So I said, well, that's no problem because I have been studying faith and how to have faith in God and how faith works. So I believe God will take care of her. And God will restore her and God will heal her. So we went on our dates and we went over the healing scriptures. And uh, she actually won the women's arm wrestling championship at our college. So don't, don't mess with her. I mean, <laughs> what that guy say, he said uh, he got so tired of his wife, you know, trying to control him. And he finally said, I'm just told her off. And he said, when I told her off, I said, you shut up. And the guy said, well, what happened? He said, well, he said, I didn't see her for two weeks. He said, but after two weeks, my left eye started to open just a little bit. He said, <laughs> uh, but she's tough. Uh, but the word worked in her after we had been married, I guess it was up about 20 years, about 20 years ago, uh, she uh, got sick in one of our church services and went out and was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor. And the doctor said she will be paralyzed for the rest of her life. We can only just try to remove it, but she will be paralyzed. And I said, uh, well, I'm going to get another report. So I went to the Bible, went to the word of God, and I found out that we as believers have authority, that we can move mountains. And tumors have to move. And so we spoke to it, and that tumor dissolved and disappeared. The doctor took her into surgery, 
and said it is totally gone. That's been over 20 years ago, so it's not only gone, it stays gone. And the, uh, Jesus told the woman, this your blood. He said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Mark chapter 5, verse 34. Jesus said, daughter, your what? Faith has made you whole. And if her faith made her whole, then your faith will make you whole. When he said, daughter, your faith has made you whole, he said, go in peace and be whole of your plague. That means this, the same faith that made you whole will keep you whole. Hallelujah. And so Trina is a woman of prayer, spending time in the word of God and travels preaching with me everywhere. And she's a great wife, a great mother, both of our children uh, serving the Lord and uh, eight grandkids. Is that right? All right, got eight grandkids, just had twins. And so she really don't look like a grandmother. Come up here, Trina. And I may look like a grandpa, but she does not look like a grandmother. Right? Right? Come on, give her a little, give her a little help. But it cost me a lot of money to keep her looking that way. So y'all pray for me. Yeah? You want to pay some more? Come on. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Y'all having a good day today. It's good to see some of my friends from Alexandria. Hello. Praise God. And so good to be back here with you here in Lake Charles and with Kevin and Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Pastor Kevin and Pastor Elizabeth. Praise God. They're just like our kids. They're wonderful. We're so proud of them. Glad to have Sylvia Burns here this morning. Amen. And are you ready to get into the word of God? Did you bring a Bible today or a device uh, such as, you got a pen, got a, oh, there we go, that's good. How about your iPad, your iPhone? Come on, somebody smile at me. Do you have anything? <laughs> All right, <good. laughs> All right, lift it up and wave it around. All right, if you got something, that's good, that's good. All right, praise God, because the word of God, you know, God sent you a love letter. And it's called the Word of God. Amen? Talking about being engaged. Um, when Tim and Emily were being engaged, they were always on the phone. I mean, Tim, one day he was going along texting, you know, and I knew he was texting this girl. And he was texting, and in, in the backyard, in our backyard, there's this little pond. Now, when I say little pond, don't get a vision of beauty. It is a mud pile. I mean, it's just mud. <laughs> frogs and snakes abide there and here here's Tim and he's texting with little Emily and he's walking and he stopped about this close to that little pond and he looked up aren't you glad he's yeah but he was focused on these words that were coming I think it was from her I'm sure yeah he's yeah, yeah. he was so focused on that message that he was getting that you know, he almost, you know, stepped into the mud pile. Mud, um, it's just really snakes, frogs, and turtles. Okay. But you know what? God has sent his word to you. And his word, God is what? What is he? He's love, isn't he? So the words that come out of him, they're love words. And their expression of his heart. And they're to do you good. 
and to give you a good message that you need and you want to have and that you treasure. How many girls come on? I don't know if boys do this, but I know girls, we treasure those letters and we put them in a special box or drawer or whatever, put a ribbon around them. I still have Mark's love letters in a box and I get them out every now and then go, oh, he used to be so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) But the word of God should be treasured like that, shouldn't it? And we should know right where it is, but not get it out every now and then, but get it out. And because what did Jesus say in Matthew 4, 4? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that comes out of his mouth. Amen. So when you go to eat your regular food, I believe you're about ready to do that. Guess what? Before we do that, we're going to get some other food from heaven. We're going to live by this living bread from heaven. Mark was telling me, uh, you a little bit of my story. And I'm so glad that I married a man of God who knew the word of God and knew how to pray because I don't think I would be standing here before you in my right mind or with the ability to even move. Praise God. I might not even be on the earth. But I'm so happy that the word of God came to me And I married a man that knows the word of God. Praise God. Amen. So why don't we just bow our heads and let's just ask God to help us to understand and grasp what he wants wants us to know today. Father God, I thank you that your word is sent to us. And you have a message to each one of us. We thank you that you speak our language and you make it really clear for us. Give us understanding. Give us strength to receive. Help us to apply this word and not just hear it, but do it so that we can be blessed. In Jesus' name I pray. Help me to communicate it. Speak through me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. So the scripture I'm going to begin with is found in Jeremiah 15, 16. It says, your words were found and I did eat them. And they were to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Another translation says, when your words showed up, I ate them, swallowed them whole. What a feast. This, this other translation says, when your words came, I devoured them. Your words are what sustain me. They are food to my soul. So I'm going to talk to you about taking the word of God like your food or like your medicine. Okay? And that's a simple thing. The word of God is just so simple for you to understand and to receive. It's not hard. It's not just for theologians. It's for all of us to know. But it's like Jesus said, you have to live not by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of God's mouth. So I like to think about this. How often do you eat? My goodness. That's a bad question. A little bit more than normal uh, or we should sometimes. But usually if you don't eat, you really feel it. Don't you get a hunger pain? And you start thinking about it, and if you start smelling it, then you really get hungry, ready to eat right now. But this scripture says, your words are what sustain me. As we go through life, and as you meet life, the word of God is what keeps you alive. Amen. And so, first of all, when you uh, get ready to eat, you need some utensils. You need the food. We're going to eat. And... But you take that food, and where do you put it? You put it in your mouth, don't you? We have little baby twins, 
And from the moment they were born, we brought them home. We were concerned about how much they eat. We did not want that food or that little, that milk to just dribble down their chin. We didn't want it to come out the side of their mouth. We wanted to know those little babies were sucking because that if they don't eat, they're going to just fade away. They won't live. And we measured them. We weighed them. We want to make sure they're growing. I believe God is our father. And he's watching you to see, come on, eat, eat, eat. And so this morning, we're going to take that word, just like your food. Jeremiah said, I swallowed it whole. It was the joy and rejoicing of my heart. And when I was about 17 years old, I, uh, this man came to our house and he brought us some books and some seed um, we, we didn't have cds back then they were cassette tapes on healing how to receive the word of god as medicine they were cd or little tapes that talked about faith in god and the authority that we have as believers and here i am a little girl 17 years old and i'm preacher's kid I love Jesus with all my heart, but all my life I had asthma and I couldn't breathe. And I was in the hospital over and over. It was big to me. I wanted to be well. I wanted to do what other kids did. But it seemed like I knew God was a, my healer and he wanted me to be healed, but I just couldn't get it. How many have ever had something that you know God wants you to have, but you just can't get it? Well, when I got these little uh tapes and books I found that I could take the word of God and that it was God talking to me and I could begin to look at it speak it say it and it would come off of that page and get in my heart just like food will come off the table and get in your mouth and it will give you strength right and so uh this was like whoo the light came on this is hope I had hope. So I began to gather my little healing scriptures and I lined them up on my, I wrote them down and, and looked at them in the Bible, marked them in the Bible. And I began to take those healing scriptures just like I would take medicine. Now, let me give you a little scripture to go along with that. How about that? Would you like that? Now, when you take the word as medicine, who spoke that word? Come on, help me. Every word is breathed by God. Matthew 4, 4 says, Jesus said that. And then Jesus in John 1, 14, it says, the word became flesh. Jesus himself is called the living word, capital W. He became flesh. So who is the word? Jesus is the word. Amen. And in John 1, one, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, with God, and the word was God. So we see that Jesus and his word are the same. So have you ever said, I, maybe healing isn't for you. Maybe that's not the will of God. Is that a true statement? No. How do you know the word of God, the will of God? You open up your Bible because that's Jesus talking to you. Amen? All right. The word says in Jeremiah 30 and verse 17, I will restore health and I will heal you of your wounds. That's the word of God. That's his will to you. 
He's your doctor. Exodus 15 says that I am the Lord that healeth you. So is God the healer? Say yes. He is your healer. He will restore health. His word is his will. So where do you go to get the truth? You open up your Bible, right? Now I'm making this really basic. Okay. Let me give you one more scripture. Where do we get the word? Where do we get the power from God? Second Peter 1, 3 says, as his, According as his divine power has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us to glory and virtue. His divine power has given you all things that pertain to your life and godliness through the knowledge of him. He's called you to glory and virtue. So if you want to know what God wants for you, he gives it to you in his word and it applies to every part of your life. Praise God. So when you open your Bible, God's going to talk to you and he's going to feed you. Praise the Lord. Now the word that God sent to me (laughs) when I was just that little teenage girl was Psalms 107 in verse 20. And it gave me hope. And it says this, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Another translation says he sent his word to heal them and preserve their life. He sent out his word and it healed. I like this one, the message Bible. He spoke the word that healed you, that pulled you back from the brink of death. There is a word that's coming from heaven today to the earth, to people. God loves people. Satan comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. John 10, 10. But what did Jesus say? I am come that you might have what? Life. Life. There is life in the word of God. There's healing in the word of God. What does the word, what does the world need? They need the word of God. They need his will that comes to them and it will pull everyone back from the brink of death. Hallelujah. So there's power in the word of God. Let's just say that there is power in the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, when I say that, it's just not physical healing. It's just not, you know, something that's going on in your body. But a lot of times we need some help in our minds and our emotions, our souls that have been wounded by life. Jesus is our healer no matter what it is. Praise God. He can heal relationships. So when I speak this word, you just apply it to whatever you need. Amen. Praise God. The next scripture I'm going to give you is found in Proverbs 4, 22 through, uh, 20 through 22. It says this, my son or my daughter, attend to my word, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Why don't you, when, oh yeah, that's a different translation. That's okay. Let's say that together. My son, attend to my words. Read it with me. 
Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from before your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are what? Life to those who find them. And what? Health to all their flesh. Amen. The TV is full of programs, how to be healthy, how to be stronger, how to be more beautiful. Listen, this is God's prescription for you. Amen. He is our great physician. He just wrote you a prescription. Amen. How many go to the doctor and you, you wait in the waiting room for what? 30 minutes at least. Then you go to another room and you wait and you wait and you wait. Finally, the doctor comes in and sees you for probably three minutes. Right? And what, what do you want to go with? You want to go with a little slip of paper. And on that paper, what is that? A prescription. Say prescription. And you got that prescription. You're not going to lose it. You're headed to the drugstore. You're going to get it all filled, right? And you're going to wait and wait and wait till it gets filled. And you're going to pay like $100 for that, right? How many have done that? But you're, you've got this, that medicine then. I got my medicine. Don't lose it. And what's on that medicine bottle? Instructions. You got the instructions. Okay, how to do it. Okay, this one, if you're like me, you got to get your glasses on. Okay, I'm going to put this <laughs> fine print. Okay, the doctor, I got the doctor's name on there. And then I got the directions. Take this with water every four hours. Okay, take the water. So you do it. You look at the time. Set the time for the next four hours, right? Y'all know how to do this. Okay. You read the directions, and then you do it according to the directions, correct? And so God gave us his word. That's your medicine. Here's the directions. My son. Look. My son. What's it say? Pay attention. To what? A word. Okay, so if you don't have a Bible, if you don't know where your Bible is, first go get a Bible. Or get it on your iPad, your iPhone, whatever. Know where it is. Look at it. Pay attention. So when you're paying attention, what are you doing? You're awake. You're alert. You're focused. Amen? Pay attention to what? My word. Incline your ear ear unto my saying. So you're listening. You're focusing. My dad, he can... He can um, pick out a whistle of a bird and say, that's a this, that's a that. Or he can hear an elk. His ear is tuned in. Pay attention. Incline your ear unto my saying. My daughter has twins. Her ear is inclined to their little cry. You know, the little Hadley's going, ha, 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 And you know, little Dylan's going, meh, whatever. You can identify. Incline your ear unto who? My sayings. So you're not listening to God and this and that and asking, what do you think about that to whoever? No, you're listening to God. What's God saying? Incline your ear to my saying. Let them not depart from what? Your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your. They are what? To those that find them. Find them. Find. This isn't going to drop on us. We got to find it. 
and what's the next word? Health to all their flesh. That word health literally means in the Hebrew, rafa, which means to mend, cure, uh, cause to heal, physician, and to make you whole. God's word is your doctor. God's word is your healer. God's word will cure you. And another word there, marpe, means deliverance, remedy, sound, deliverance, and cure. I like that word remedy because a remedy, this is what they used to do with Jesus. They used to come to him to hear the sick would come so they could hear his words and be healed. That means that word be healed right there meant they would come for a treatment. So the word of God is not just a one-time only thing. Just like you take your prescription and you do it every four hours. Every four hours, you set your time every four hours. Just think, if you took your word like that, woo! What is God's word? It's him. Who is him? <laughs> woo! He vibrates with power. He spoke and the world's happened. Light came on. Darkness left. His words are creative. So when you meditate in the word, that's what I used to do. And I still do. But I remember beginning. And I thought, ah, those words are coming off the page. Where do they come into? They come into my eyes, like the scripture says. I'm seeing them. And then I'm not only seeing them, but when you say what you see. That's another way to learn, right? You speak it. And then you not only speak it, but you hear yourself say it. That's better than Pastor Kevin or Pastor Elizabeth telling you or your mama. When you begin to speak it, it becomes you. Something happens in your brain. You begin to think different. You begin to open up for all that God wants. Your faith, even though Jesus said the word of God comes like a seed. What is a seed? Is a seed big? No, it's little, little packets of it. But what does it produce? It can produce really big things. So the word of God that I'm talking to you and that you open up your Bible and you begin to look, that's your seeds of whatever it is you need. Praise God. When I saw the word was healing to me, I got happy. And I would take that word like a treatment. And all these scriptures in this book, take it like a treatment. Start at the beginning. How many will go in for dialysis and stay there for hours? That's a treatment. How many take a breathing treatment? You got to stick with it, right? And so I would take this scripture, and it would take me about an hour to get all the way through. That's long for a 17-year-old girl. But guess what? If you're breathing like this, you want help. (laughs) If your mind's going crazy, your life's falling apart, the word. He sent his word to heal us. He sent his word to pull us back from the brink of divorce. He sent his word to pull you back from confusion and distraction of mind, poverty and death. Oh, God loves us so much. He sent you a love letter of his word. Hallelujah. Now, what was Jesus? Jesus called himself, I am the word. I am the word. He said, Jesus. 
What did Jesus do? He came. Matthew 8, 17 says he healed everybody. 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 Do you remember anywhere in the Bible where Jesus said, it's not my will for you to be healed? Not you, yeah. Not you. Did he ever do that? So he's the living will of God. The word. And everywhere he went, he healed everyone. Matthew 16 and 17, he healed everyone. He cast devils out. He changed everything wherever he went. That's his will. That's, he's a living word. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, years, hundreds of years before, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sickness. That scripture was one of the scriptures. When I woke up in the hospital, had that brain tumor, had a seizure, and I came to in the hospital room, and that doctor said, well, it appears that you have an inoperable brain tumor. Those are horrible words to hear. That was like a fiery dart coming to me. But guess what? When the word of God's in your heart, you build that word in you, just like you take vitamins and medicine. You could build it up inside of you until disease could come, that flu could come. You're not getting it. And when those words came to me, you have an inoperable brain tumor, and it's like a fiery dart. They went like that dart went like this. Those words went boom. It didn't hit this in my heart. And I didn't take it, and I didn't believe it. <laughs> but I did believe it when Mark stood in front of me, and he spoke to that tumor like Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, speak to the mountain, it shall move, it shall obey you. And when he spoke to it and said, go, in the name of Jesus, tumor, be gone. I didn't feel anything. I still felt bad. But I believe that that word that came out of his mouth was not just his um, word, a man's words. It was a man with authority. How many believers do we have? You have authority as a believer. So you need to know what it is you have authority to do, right? And things that you have authority to do is take dominion over the works of the devil. You have authority to cast devils out, heal the sick, lay hands on them, see God raise them up. Amen? Hallelujah. And I'm living proof that this works. Hallelujah. So anyway, I'm running out of time. But God's word in me, let me just tell you quick, it continued to work in me that I meditated on for healing. This was when I was, I was in my early 20s by then. I had two little kids by then. But I stuck with it. Stuck with it. Keep sticking with it. Say, I'm sticking with it. Amen. God give you a word for your marriage. God, stick with it. Don't give up. God give you a word for your kids. Stick with it. Hallelujah. It'll work. And what happened, I like to say it this way, is the word of God inside of me got so big, it displaced sickness. Ha, <laughs> ha, ha, I'm the devil. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, yes. So it came to one day when I had another asthma attack, but I was so full of the word and full of the Holy Spirit that I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit say these words, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen? First Peter 5, 9. Amen? 
James 4, 7. One translation that's in here is say, resist him at his onset. Don't wait. Don't say, come on in, devil. Come on, symptoms. Come on, problem. No, stop him at the door. Say, no, not here. Not allowed here. And that day I did. I said, you spirit of infirmity. You know, Jesus cast out devils and healed. And some sicknesses were caused by spirits. And so the Holy Spirit revealed to me that day, thou asthma was a spirit of infirmity that had just come to harass me and make my life miserable. Stop me. So I spoke. I said, in the name of Jesus, spirit of infirmity, go. In the name of Jesus, get out. And I began to have a time. I used my authority, and it left. And I'm healed. And I can play with dogs. Hallelujah. I can pet my horse if, when I used to have it. Okay. <laughs> my champion dogs. Praise the Lord. Now, let me give you just uh, one more thing. Are you ready? Say, I'm ready. Come on, holler at me. All right. Just like you're at an LSU game or whoever you like. Isaiah 53, this is one of the words. I'm just going to give you some scriptures that he gave to me and just teach you just a bit so you'll understand. Isaiah 53 and verse um, uh, 5 and 6. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Read the last part with me. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Amen? So let's stop right there. He was wounded for our transgressions. Uh, The scripture before that says, surely he has borne our grief. See that word born? Now, did you know that in the Hebrew language, that word is NASA? Wow. Does that make you think of uh, the the liftoff, you know, the rockets, the NASA program? That is the picture that you want to see when you're meditating in the Word of God. And when you see Jesus on the cross, what was he doing? Was that him? Was that his his sin? Was that his sickness? No, that was yours. Surely he has borne. That means he lifted it off of you. Amen. So when I begin to meditate on this, I begin to see that asthma was lifted off of me. That tumor was lifted off of me 2,000 years ago. When Jesus was on the cross, did he bear your sins spiritually? Yes. Do you believe he took your sins? At the same place, he became a curse. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. That curse is not only you're going to hell, but that curse is you're sick. That curse is your marriage is messed up. Your mind is messed up. Jesus became a curse on the cross. He lifted that off of humanity 2,000 years ago. When did you get saved? When you believed. When you heard that gospel message and you said, I believe that. Today, when you hear that Jesus is your healer, that he took your pains too, you can say, I believe that. He took it spiritually, and he gives you spiritual healing. So healing comes 
Look at, look at me. I am speaking the word of God to you. And it's spiritual. It's coming not only in here. here. It's getting in your heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And faith is coming up. He bore, he lifted off. It's a lift off. And in Matthew 8, 17, that word is lambano in the Greek. And that means this, to take, to seize, to remove. So when Jesus bore your sickness, it was like I had a friend with me the other day, and I had this spider crawling on me. I didn't know it. She saw it. And you know what she did? She overcame her feminine ways, and she grabbed that spider. <laughs> she looked at me, and she goes, Pastor Trina, and she did this. And she had this face. I'm so glad she did that. But you know what? That's what Jesus did. God through Jesus went like this. That demon was on us. That curse was on humanity. And he goes, uh, he took it far away. Like your sins are far away, never to be received again. Hallelujah. Your sickness, he grabbed it. And on the cross, Jesus took our place. Hallelujah. Say he was wounded for me. He took my pains. He bore my disease. By his stripes, I am healed. Hallelujah. Now listen, there's a scripture. It's really, really cool, and it's found in Numbers 21, 19, 9. 9. Yeah, 9. And this is a story about how Moses had the children of Israel. Remember this story? And, you know, just like children, they started complaining. They started griping and murmuring. And because of that, they opened the door for these snakes. Remember the poisonous snakes to come? And these snakes were coming. Would you hate it if there were snakes in here? I mean, we'd be out of this room. We'd be up on the chairs. We would. (laughs) We'd hurt each other to get out of here. Ah! Snakes were everywhere, and they were biting everybody. They ran to Moses. Moses, help us. Moses prayed to God. And God said, make, uh, get a brass, a pole, and make a brass snake. And put it on that pole. And if anyone will look up, look away from the snakes around them, and look up. And keep looking. They will live, even in the middle of all this. I'm telling you, this is a gospel for this, this generation. God has provided the cure. And that is, look to Jesus. On the cross, he was a curse. On the cross, he, he became sin. On the cross, he took your pains and your sickness. And if we will look to him, we can live. How many have looked to Jesus? How many have his life in you? Yes. Woo. Hallelujah. There's such power in that. I like the Amplified Bible. It says this. When he looked to the serpent of bronze. Listen, this is the way we look. Attentively. See that? Say it. Attentively. Expectantly. With a steady and absorbing gaze. 
Hallelujah. This is how you take this medicine. The medicine that God has sent you. What is it? What's, his, what's your medicine? His word. You look at it. How? Attentively. Expectantly. Okay, everybody get an attentive look on your face. Look expectant. <laughs> Steady and absorbing. You're not getting your eyes off of it. Because if you get your eyes off of it, you're going to get bit and you'll die. But, hallelujah, we keep on looking at Jesus. I keep on looking at Jesus. And the moment I get my eyes off of Jesus, I get messed up. But if I put them right back on Jesus, put them back on the word, so you mess up a day or two or three. Get them back on Jesus. Get them back on the word. Hallelujah. As long as you do that, those snakes around you cannot hurt you. (laughs) I looked up because why? You know what? There's an anti-venom when you look at Jesus. What happens if somebody gets snake bit? You run to the doctor and you get an anti-venom and you live. What is that? What is the anti-venom? It's a bit of that poison. Jesus took all that poison. And when you're looking at him, you get immunized. How do you say that word? Immunized. Easy. Immunized against that poison. People, people in places like Australia where they or zookeepers that work with snakes a lot, listen, every 21 days they can get inoculated. And once they have that several times, they can live. They can be bitten by the most poisonous vipers, cobras. No effect. Listen, we're the body of Christ. We live in a place where there's all kinds of demonic stuff going. The curse is in the world. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. I'm going to keep my eyes in the word. I'm going to keep speaking and drawing the life. Hallelujah. (laughs) And I'm going to live. Amen. Say that I will look at Jesus. I will look at his word. I will speak his word. I will live by his word. And I will live. My children will live. My family is blessed. My finances are blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the healing power is in the word of God. This is a wonderful way to get that word. This is a wonderful way to look. David said it in Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not his benefits. What are they? He forgives all my iniquities. Some of you need this. He forgives all my iniquities. Let's say that. He forgives all my iniquities. And heals all my diseases. Each one and every one of them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad Jesus came? Aren't you glad he's our savior? Aren't you glad he sent his word to heal us? Aren't you glad you're in this room right now? And you're hearing with your ears. You're seeing with your eyes. 
You're saying with your mouth. What are you doing? You're taking your medicine. You're taking the medicine going right now. Your body's happy. Hallelujah. Praise God. Right now there's hope. There's faith. And it comes from God who really loves us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Why don't we just bow our heads right now. Father God, I just thank you for your living word that you sent and this message that you sent. It's a message of love. You love us so much that you gave Jesus. And Jesus, you became a curse. You became the sin for the whole world. You took not only sin, but you took our sicknesses, our pains, depression. You took everything that the devil has released on humanity. Jesus, you lifted it off of us. And by your stripes, we are healed and made whole. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's just say this. In Father, in Jesus' name, I receive what you have done for me. I receive you as my Savior and my Lord. I receive the word that you have sent to me. You are my healer. Thank you that your word is life to me. I receive it now. Sickness, you can't stay in my body. Disease, you can't live in my body. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. God lives in me. Jesus, the healer, lives in me. I'm alive with the life of God. And the word of God that I believe, you are watching over it to perform it. So, Father, I thank you. And I bless you. Why don't you just lift up at least one hand, both hands if you want, but just to testify before God, just keep your eyes closed and say this, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all of God's benefits. He forgave all my iniquities, so I'm forgiven. And he heals all my diseases. So I am healed. Thank you. Keep your hands up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now I want you just to smile. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're receiving right now. Say, I receive eternal life. I receive life and health. Thank you, Lord. You sent your word to me. In Jesus' name. Devil, take your hands off of me. My body belongs to God. I've been bought by the blood of Jesus. So I will glorify God in my body and my spirit, which belong to God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. 
Wasn't that a wonderful teaching? Praise the Lord. Amen. Scripture says, um, hold fast to your profession of faith. Hold fast to your profession. Everybody say profession. In other words, as a Christian, your profession, the word means same thing as confession of faith. And faith is not just something we do on Sunday. We are to be professionals at faith. Professional simply means that faith is the chief occupation of our life, that we live by faith. To live by faith, you have to stay full of the word of God. Amen. Think on his word. Speak his word. Our profession of faith, the initial one, is that confession that Jesus is my Lord. So every day, two or three times, just say that out loud. Jesus is my Lord. Let's try that together. Jesus is my Lord. When you say that, the Bible says that's how you're saved, not just when you die and go to heaven. That's how you're saved now. You confess Jesus is my Lord. The moment you declare that you're saying, sin shall not have dominion over me. Satan cannot dominate me. But that's not all. Sickness cannot dominate you. Poverty cannot dominate you. Depression cannot dominate you. Jesus is your Lord. You have been delivered from the power of darkness, and you have been translated into the kingdom of the Son of God. So when you take that word like medicine, put it in your mouth, the word works mightily. Praise the Lord. Amen. Y'all have been such a great audience today, and we really enjoyed being here and receiving the word together. I'd like for Pastor Kevin to come on. Amen. How many of y'all received that this morning? Come on, I'm telling you, that's good. And the, the, the wonderful thing about the whole teaching is it, does, it works on every area. Just whatever area, if you're depressed or suicidal or whatever area that you struggle with, uh, you just take that same word. You find scriptures. We've done this for many scriptures, uh, many areas of our life. Uh, my wife, very similar. Uh, you know, whenever I didn't get a warning from my father-in-law, uh, how sick she was, you know, she's taking, I think, seven, $800 a month worth of pills. And uh, it wasn't until after we got married, I was like, oh, well, you're going to have to get healed because I ain't paying for it because I'm broke. <laughs> it's like, I ain't got no money. So here's just some medicine. Here, but my wife, to her credit, she did. She had to take medicine in the morning. She had to take it in the afternoon, and she had to take it at night. But whenever she would take, she took like eight pills in the morning, four in the afternoon, and then eight at night, whatever. But whenever she would take that physical medicine, she had four or five scriptures. And one of them was uh, that the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in his wings, and uh, he, they will go out and leap like calves released from a stall. And she would take those scriptures, and she would leap up and down in her house and that had low ceilings. And she would jump up and she would touch the ceilings. And she did that day after day after day after day and did that three times a day. Every time she took her natural medicine, she did that morning, noon, night, morning, noon, night. And then when she thought about it in between there, you'd see her hopping around. But within about three months, four months, she never took a pill and hasn't taken it since. And that was 15 years ago. Has not had any problems with it. Never thought about it. Know anything about it. The devil tries to bring it back. She just gets right back out. Same words. And she leaps around the house like a calf released from the stall. And it just, it, it works on any area.